Well, anytime I went into surgery, I thought I was gonna die. Like white light, I'm being passed out. I feel like I'm gonna die. Thank you, God, for a great life. Goodbye. And so then, every time I woke up, it was painful. You know, recovery and process. You know, jaw surgery is no joke. 18 days of no eating, and I did that twice throughout my whole life. That's a lot. And so, like for me, is like cool. If if the human body can get through all that torment and all that like pain and all those things, that means the human spirit is strong as hell. And so, like you must believe in that. You must go for that. I'm a champion of the human spirit, and that's why like motivational films always are awesome to me. And that's why all that is so deeply rooted in me. Of like, if I can make this video and one person does something with their life, I literally am done. What's up, guys? Welcome back to episode number 69 of Connection is Magic. Almost number 70. We are trucking along. This week, we have an incredible guest, D-Rock in the building, Gary Vaynerchuk's videographer and right-hand content creation guy for the last eight years almost now. We get into how he initially found Gary Vaynerchuk, hearing him speak publicly for free at a college, how Gary at first did not want to do motivational content, and how D-Rock was one of the the very earliest voices, nudging Gary to do motivational content, how he had to have multiple surgeries as soon as he was born. He had to have reconstructive jaw surgery. He had a tumor on the left side of his head, which caused him to lose partial hearing. So much adversity he's been through, and it's what helped put him on this path to wanting to create motivational content to help other people who are going through it. We also get into so many life tips, life gems. If you're a content creator, how to go about approaching that in the smartest way possible from a guy that's doing it at like the highest level that and a whole lot more can't wait to have you guys check this one out phenomenal episode here we go welcome everybody to connection is magic i'm your host samson shulman a former music executive turned podcaster and coach in a world obsessed with the highlight reel and keeping our difficulties hidden behind the curtain we end up feeling lonely and isolated and opportunities for human connection are missed on this podcast, we dive deep with our guests and get them to share those dreaded, unfiltered pieces. We learn how to make lemonade out of life's lemons and realize adversity isn't sent to break us, but rather shape us into the greatest versions of ourselves. We appreciate you spending some time with us. Now let's begin our journey back home to connection. Today's guest is D-Rock. How are you doing today, D-Rock? I'm well, man. How are you? How's Good, everything going? I'm good. It's raining in LA today, so. Oh wow, that's a rare occasion, huh? Yeah, yeah. I feel like everybody just like scatters like roaches when it when it when it rains here. So I wanted to kick it off with how you first got introduced to Gary because it's a pretty like inspiring story, right? A lot of people see a person out there that speaks to them and they're trying to connect with this person. I just think that there's going to be a lot of wisdom for people to pull. Yeah, my buddy and I were doing a podcast and um, we were interviewing a bunch of guests and a bunch of entrepreneurs and um, mostly virtual, honestly, over, and this was like eight years ago, eight, nine years ago. So like we did most of our interviews like virtual over Zoom. Um, and then my buddy was like, hey, there's this guy talking at Columbia University. Let's go check him out. And it was Gary. And, uh, you know, like, because I had interviewed so many entrepreneurs at that point, this guy rolls out and he's wearing a, a hat that like sideways, a sweater, jeans and Nikes. And I'm like, 
now that's a guy I could fuck with, you know? And so, um, yeah, saw him talk that night, went home, watched as many YouTube videos as I possibly could about him. At that time, he only had, like, keynotes and the wine videos and a few, like, random one-off videos that he had done with, like, Nate and uh, a few other former people at Vayner who had helped film him for a little bit. Mm -hmm. And then I deep dove into him, and I was like, yo, I want to make a cool video for you. Uh, for free. Yeah. And it didn't go, it didn't go well at first because you got no replies. Yeah. You got no replies. Yeah. Got no replies. Um, and eventually at some point, um, it was raining in New York city. So just like in LA there pouring out, pouring. Yeah. I, I was doing a freelance gig and I'm ghetto. Like I carried all my lights, my tripod, my backpack, everything with me oh, and, uh, into the subways. Like, I would, like, go, like, through all the doors. I was, like, it was out of control. I, now I look back, I'm, like, man, no wonder my back hurt for a while there. Um, and so I had made the most money I'd ever made on a freelance job. And it was pouring rain. I walk out of the building that I was filming from. And I was, like, fuck this. I'm taking a cab. Like, so I took this is my second cab in New York City I've ever taken. Wow. And my first one had was... Uh, my ex's aunt, my ex's aunt at the time, we had gone to like a Broadway show and she had paid for my first one. But this is my second cab in New York City I had ever taken, paid for it on my own. I'm in the cab and my phone goes off. Like ding, ding, ding. Like back in the day, I would have all my notifications on for everything. And so it was me following Gary on Twitter. And again, New York City at that time, eight years ago, nine years ago, no service in the subways. So because I had taken this cab in the pouring rain, a thing goes off on Twitter. Wow. Gary's trying out this app called Kick, K-I-K. It's like a messaging chatting app. Now a lot it doesn't exist anymore, does it? Does it exist? It, it does, but it became a whole like sexting app and it became this whole like gross thing. But before it was like a new thing, almost like when Gary's like, hey, I'm trying out TikTok or I'm trying out this thing. It was like that. And so I downloaded it right then and there, made a username, sent him a message, and that's the moment that he replied. That feels like fate intervening, man. You yeah, know, do you get that? Do you get that vibe as well? A hundred percent. But I guess a quote that I always used to say is like hard work and serendipity. I did the effort to get myself in front of his eyes. Yeah. And I did it in the classroom. I was like, I wanted a free video. I don't need anything in return. I just want to help you out. And then serendipity, because you can't, if I was in the cab, I, I might not have had that one moment where he like looks, because I look at messages all the time. Mm-hmm. I get DMs and emails all the time. And I'm like, like into, I get requests to do podcasts all the time. And that day that I said yes to you was a moment that I just felt it, you mm-hmm. know? And that's all it is. That's all that moment is. And it's not because of only you and the way you approached it, the way you handled it, and also just literally felt it in that moment. And so I think that's where the serendipity part plays in a lot. Too many people like don't play in that. They, they're like, oh, I sent five emails, I'm done. So that's a good segue, the fine line of persistence and annoyance, right? I'd love to hear some of your wisdom on that. I have seen every end of these. Annoyance, let's start there. I have gotten people who have flooded my inbox 10 emails in a row, five emails in a row, three emails in a row, and they think that's going to catch my eye. It caught my eye. I select them all, I delete them, and they go right in the trash. Every time. I'm just like, 
If you don't understand that that is completely disrespectful, you've already lost before you even started. Number two of annoyance, I would say people who, hey, hey, I want something, I want something, I want something, and there's no inherent value, or or it's completely selfish to them. And you can read right through that. A lot of times people will be like, hey, I want a job with Gary, I want a job with Gary, and we have hired these people. And they come in and then they work completely on their own projects trying to clout hop that they've made it on Team Gary and all that stuff. So I've seen that. Let's move on to persistence. You know, it's funny. Currently, in this moment right now, I'm trying to hire a videographer to be my sidekick, to be the main videographer Team Gary, an editor. And if someone, anyone, would send me a random video of a video they made of Gary and it was halfway decent, I most likely would hire that person. A lot of times people just take the, hey, I submitted the application. I did the form. I did the test that you guys sent out, but I didn't take the extra step to provide the value that they actually need. Yes, I got to comment to that uh, because I heard you share about, you'll have a line going with a potential hire, right? And you'd be like, go through this, you know, six, seven hours of footage and make something. And they're like, you want me to watch seven hours? And I'm like, dude. All this is laziness. And what people don't realize is like, I'm trying to hire somebody who's hungry for it, who wants it, who wants to like sit there, breathe video and editing. Like your, my job, is I'm, I'm making a short film right now. I don't know if I can... I'm like editing a short film yeah. right now for Gary. And my job is to watch 12, 15, 18 hours of video to make this project into what I want it to be. Like, literally, I'm telling you, if someone sent me a video edited of Gary right now that was, like, freaking awesome, I'd pass it on to say, do an interview immediately, and we'd be on our way. We're in this instant gratification era, I feel like. It's a double-edged sword. We're in an era where it's like, you have all these amazing platforms to get on, but people expect it instantly, and it, and it doesn't yeah, work. I, I would say instant gratification is right, but also they want to be handed something. And a lot of times... The opportunities that I've gotten in my life were never handed to me. I've always worked really hard. But the other step is curiosity, man. If you don't have the patience or the desire to sit through seven hours of footage and make something cool because you're curious of what might end up happening, then you just don't have what I'm looking for. Maybe you need to be in a different lane where you would put that level of effort. You know what I'm saying? I got to like self-disclose for a second, D-Rock. Yeah, Here's yeah. what you're going to like. I'm like a Detroit boy. Like, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm used to that sort of Detroit hustle grit thing. Yeah, the grit. Yeah, yeah the grit, man. That's a real thing, right? So when I like got an opportunity to intern at Interscope, right? And this is before Instagram, before, I mean, this is like MySpace days. I would literally go get dinner for the executives. Like I'd be working from like 7.30 in the morning until like, you know, six at night. I'd get dinner and I would bring it back and be like, can I, you guys dessert? <laughs> like, and they're like, that's the right attitude, you know? And other, other interns, man, they would be like, oh, I got to go make like 20 copies at the copy machine. Like, uh, I don't want to do that. And I'll just be totally honest. It like hurt my soul because I'm like, do you know how much somebody would kill for the spot that you have? Do you feel me on that at all? Like, I I believe I feel that every day, man. I really do. And I'm not, not, again, I'm not here to like cast judgment. What I I really want to ask people is why not? Why not take the seven hours that you would watch Friends 
and do something productive in your life if you want it. If you don't, and most people don't, I will do 20 copy on a copy machine right now and go get coffee yeah. and, <laughs> and everything. Everybody. I do that for Gary. That is what I do. Like I do the dirty work as well as also the filming. And, and you know, like sometimes that can't be taught. No, but, no, no. You got to have that in you. I think we had Dave Chappelle's manager on here who also manages uh, Vince Staples. So you might know yeah. that. Right. And he was saying like he was on a video shoot with Vince and like somebody needed to like go get a jacket from like somewhere. He's like, I I went and got it. He's like, why not? He literally said that, you know, it's like he's like, I'm above it. You know, so you're right. That's a good segue into like humility, man. Like a lot of this is cool. Yes. You want the great accolades and you want the accomplishments and you want the goals. Yeah. The only way to get there is to be humble, you know? And like even the great will say that. Even the great greats will say that. Yeah, that's beautiful. And I want to bring that whole thing home with one last point, man. It's like, this just might not be the lane for you, right? If you're dragging, it, it could be a positive for them. And I think I've heard Gary talk about this. It's like, well, if you don't want it that bad, maybe there's a, another lane that will speak to you more and then you'll be flourishing in your life. You know what I mean? I, I agree with that. And something I've seen with Gary and seen within Vayner at, you know, I came in at 300 employees. Mm-hmm. Now we're like 1500 employees worldwide. We have global offices and everything. What I've seen time and time again is cast, casting is very important. That person might not be good in that position or that exact project. There's video editors on a different team within Vayner. They're not doing great. We move them to another team, they excel. Wow. Same position, same job title, just different work that they're delivering on. Even me, like this whole past year, I've been a part of like the Vayner proper, like Vayner at proper. I've been on Team Gary for like eight, seven and a yeah. half. Yeah. This year I did a little bit more Vayner proper. It's not for me. I'm not creatively encouraged, motivated, driven, or interested in the work. It was a slow year for me in terms of like my output. And that I also think hits a lot of self-awareness testing on yourself. You know, I believe I'm like, I believe in myself as a human experiment. I'll try the most random things because I want to see myself teeter and totter in between. Oh wait, why, why did I do so well here? What helped me excel here? Why did I fail here? You know what I mean? Like, and so always like teeter and tottering. And like, I've had many conversations now with Gary at this point of like, I don't think this part's for me, you know? And now I'm like refiguring out my career within the Vayner ecosystem. That's a gem. Thank you for putting that out there. Something that I think is very relatable for all these entrepreneurs listening on the come up is dealing with rejection. Sometimes it'll just be a closed door. You know, that door is not going to open, right? Okay, so how do you bounce back from that? To me, you can't bounce back because we're in a world where there's so much opportunity. If you love music and you're not a music artist, meaning you want to be a music artist and you just don't have the talent, there are thousands of jobs within that field that you can do very, very well at. A lot of people say, oh, if I can't have that thing, they give up on the whole thing. And then they go work in an office job and they're very unhappy. No, no, no. There's like, if you're not a music artist or a star, you can go and work and be the manager of that music artist. You can go and work behind set and scenes. You can work at production facilities at work. You can work in studio. There's so many outlets. 
that you can use your passion in your field to have a job in the new day and age. But rejection, rejection is part of the entry. Like there is no world where you put in one application. I mean, there might be, there might be the one billion chance that you put in one application, you get the job, you're happy, you have a 12 year career and you're super pumped. But most of the time that's not the case. To me, rejection is oxygen. The no's are part of the yes, not part of the journey. Russ, one of my favorite rappers has a line of like, thank you to all the people that shut the doors on me because now I did it on my own successfully, you know? Man. And like that to me is like, that's what it is. It's like, it gives you the motivation, the courage and the extreme gratitude that you will have when you get the thing that you want. I've woken up every day for the last 12 years of my life being extremely grateful that I get to do what I want to do. And because I worked a job at 14 doing construction with my dad and I hated it. I love my dad. I love my pops and like, we're the best. I hated working on that construction site. And so I told myself, any, and the day that I did something I liked, I could not complain about work. That's kind of like how I've gotten to where I'm at, mentally, happily. And like, yeah, there are down days and you're going to be going through it. But that's kind of where I feel. That's well said. Just to summarize that, if you don't get that exact thing, you could be happy in an adjacent thing that's in the same world. That's that's a yeah, like ha- have the self-awareness. Like for me, I'm not the personality who wants me in front of camera. I want to be behind the scenes, but I like to have a voice. So in my world, I was able to build up my social profile and have a voice, not be in front of camera or not be the audio host, not like do the things that I wanted to do. What I love about social media is that you can have the conversation you want to have. So many people think about social media like, I just didn't push enough out, get affirmation and leave, or try to sell a product. I push out content to have the conversation I want to have. And a lot of those conversations feel very selfless to me, man. I want to, you know, just acknowledge you for that because I feel like you often will post on IG like, hey, get in the comment section, you know, you never know what serendipity can take place, right? I love, I love people. That's why I like to be with people. I like talking. I like seeing, I get like DM every day saying, oh my God, I just met my new business partner or, oh my God, I just met your girl, my girlfriend through uh, a DM. Through the, through the D-Rock IG comments. It's happened. It's happened. Um, and so I have like a few chat groups that I'm starting in my DM. I'm like, they're just like 20 kids all hustling and grinding and Amazing. I pop in there once in a while. And I love that. that you know what's happy. so cool, man, is so cool is I feel like when you were starting earlier, you were kind of like a passenger to serendipity and now you could be a driver to serendipity. I think that's kind of dope. I, love I like that. That's very well said. Yeah. Like Thank you. I heard you say that prior to Gary, this motivational content thing kind of, kind of sparked with you via a Will Smith video. Yeah. Right. And, and tell me about that Will Smith video, man. Yeah. It's funny. I, uh, if I, <laughs> yes. Um, when I was like at home, I was homeschooled, uh, for most of my life until I got to college. I went to college at like 17 because I, I had like done a few advanced courses and stuff. But when I was home, you know, my mom and dad were my teachers and I had like friends and social groups and other homeschool groups, but there was no like outside affirmation. It wasn't like, I didn't know like what was really going on in the world. So I was on the internet all the time and 
I was watching YouTube, YouTube had just kind of come out, and I was, there was this video that someone had um, put together, it was like random, it was nine minutes of like random Will Smith talking points, and that video I watched consistently for years, because it gave me the courage, you know, there's a few quotes, like, if I'm getting on the treadmill, and we're on the treadmill together, I'm gonna die before I get off that treadmill, that was like, you know, Will Smith had said, in order to build a building, you need to lay a brick as perfectly as you can lay a brick and do that over and over and over again until you have a wall. That's amazing. You know? wow. And there is so much stuff about putting it out there in the world, manifesting it, but then also working hard on it. Mm-hmm. That video, I would say, and you know, my mom and dad were very good of like, they taught us great virtues and great, you know, skill sets. Oh, yeah. That video was like the spark of like, this I can do. I can. I want to make stuff like this, and then that led you know me into like, oh, I want to make films. I like Seven Pounds. I like Pursuit of Happiness. I like you know um, the greatest game ever played. I, there were so many movies that I like that like wanted to change the world and like inspire people. And I was like, if I could ever make videos like that, I would be a very happy man. And so when I got to Gary's world. A lot of it, he didn't want to be known as motivational. He pushed so hard against it. Me and Andy on my team, if you ask Andy and, and myself, Gary never wanted to put out a motivational video. He was not that type of guy. He wanted. Well, my mind is like just blown right now. <laughs> yeah, he wanted all a, the content. He wanted, me a business, he wanted me a businessman. He wanted to be known as a businessman. And so I would always kind of like push my head, like try to do like, something motivational. I really had to find the moments where it was a bit more motivational. And then one day he texted me on like a Sunday night. He's like, bro, I need you at my apartment at 7 a.m. tomorrow morning. We need to go film something. So I get to his apartment at like 7 a.m. It's cold. It's like February, freezing in New York. Um, and we do the mo- Monday motivational rant, which is like, fuck you Monday. If you hate your job and all that. His Facebook page went from 500,000 followers to a million within the first week. So doubled. And he was like, fuck. Wow. I guess I do have to start putting out this motivational content. And then over time, we just started getting into that realm. I can die happy right now because I've made that one video probably over a hundred times that someone is now going on and doing something with their life. And I am fulfilled. And there is nothing else I can do greater than that. So now everything else is gravy. You know, everything else is like, what else can we do to change the world? Wow. What else can we do to like inspire people? What wow. else can we do? Like, what else can I make in this world that will help someone be like, fuck, that's cool. Let me go try to do that, you know? Snaps, man. That's beautiful, man. Thank you, man. I, I, you know, I knew there'd be some synergy between us, man. Um, not just that you love people. I mean, the podcast is called Connection is Magic. So I'm all about connecting with people too. What you said right there about like getting people to just stay going, you know, keep going at it, keep getting up in the morning and, and, and trying to be the, the, their best selves. That's really, I think the goal. Yeah. And for me, I felt like music had the power to do that. Right. So what drew me to the music industry was this job called A&R, which I'm sure you know what yeah. A&R is. Right. And I'm like, man, I can't play, but I got an ear for music. What if I can go find the next J. Cole, the next this, the next that, you know, and and play my small part in rippling out that positivity. And that's like back to like what we were kind of talking about. You didn't have the talent. Couldn't play. But you had the ear and you were able to do something with that, you know, and that's, I think, part of it. Like, but that took self-awareness. 
Yeah. Having conversations with yourself like, fuck, oh, wait, there's something else I can do within that industry. And the serendipity, the serendipity is such a big part. Um, And I think if you work really hard, if you just have that, it's going to more likely find you, which I think we agree on, right? The harder working you are. But ever since you were shoveling that long driveway, you said back in the day. (laughs) I was shoveling snow for days and days and dragging fire. I did so many chores and I never got an allowance. (laughs) <laughs> I was like, mom, dad, come on. I'm like the hardest working kid and I get no allowance. <laughs> it's out of control. Oh my God. They're like, we already homeschool you. We're already putting yeah, you yeah. Boy, Sorry. <laughs> my serendipity moment was I was actually accepted to go to law school, man, when I was like 23. Wow. And, uh, yeah. And then literally I was at my local library in the suburbs of Detroit and I picked up a music book that said A&R because how else would a suburban kid from, you know, uh, Michigan even know what A&R is. I didn't, you know what I mean? I didn't know that was a thing. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to make it my life's mission to do that, whatever it takes. Gary says this all the time too, of like, if there's one person that will anything like you, sub kid from Detroit, Michigan, like if there is any kid from Detroit, Michigan or in the suburb of that yeah. ever fucking made it, whether that be fame, success, happiness, career, whatever it is, then you can too. And I think that's super magical too. Too many people don't look at the record and the record shows that people have made it from nothing, (laughs) you know? I want to know how, so how do you make it through creative differences, right? Because I've had some people on my team and maybe we're not aligned and I'm like, ah, how do you, yeah. Yeah, uh, Gary broke me. Um, Me wanting to be a film student, I needed the lighting to look great, the audio to be great. I need it to feel great. I need it to be great. Not one take wonder, Gary. I need it to like, we need to edit this. We need to re-edit this. Gary's like, hey, most of this doesn't matter. And like, to me, that, I mean, now listen, if you're in the arts of filmmaking, there are certain things that you should probably focus on. If you're a doctor and you're like, there's, there's things you can focus on. Depends on the lane, right? Can we just it say depends that? Depends on what you're, you're outputting. But it did teach me a very important lesson in life, which is most things don't matter. Working with other creatives, I've, I've gotten humbled. I've, like, I've worked on short films like this that I spent an entire week on. And it turned out good. They get decent views. People love them. Then I worked on a video for like two hours and it's one million views and it's completely out of control. And that's only because of speed, not really caring about the look and feel, but the message. Mm -hmm. And so like that's my own personal like learning. One of Gary's most viewed videos on his Instagram was this video where he dropped these blueberries and he ranted about blueberries and I didn't pick out that clip. A kid Dustin on my team who was new at the time found it, put it, put it together. I was like, eh, we put it out there. It crushed. So I think working with creatives and if you're in the field of like marketing or putting out content, like what we're trying to do and get attention, you just got to put it out, man. You never know which You one. never know. That's the, that's the honest truth. I hope you're enjoying this episode, guys. Please head over to connectionismagic.com to go check out the latest merch drop. We got super cozy hoodies in time just for winter. We've got some amazing socks, super cool holographic stickers that you can put on your laptop or your hydro flask or anywhere else. Working super hard on this podcast for you guys and all of the purchases really go towards funding and supporting this podcast. So if you're getting value from the podcast, would greatly 
greatly appreciate you guys doing that and supporting it. Connectionismagic.com and click on shop to go check that out. Also, you could sign up for coaching support, which I just started offering limited number of clients. Please go to the Connection is Magic website. Click on coaching if you're a creative that needs coaching support and book a 15-minute complimentary call to discuss where you're at, what your needs are, and what you'd like to break through on in the new year. Let's get back to the episode. Me and my buddy were, it was like a late night. I was filming with Gary and I was in Atlanta, I think. And I had taken a nice photo and written this post for Instagram. I'm like, this is going to crush. This is going to fucking work. I put it out there. Yeah. It was like one of my least performing posts. And I was like, all night, I was like, why is this happening? I then screenshot the copy and post that as my next post. Completely explodes. You got to always be testing. And that's where like, you just never know which one is going to strike. You know, you don't know the moment. And that's why we're in such a volume game. We put out 150 to 200 pieces of content a day for Gary across all platforms. We're in continually testing mode, you know? You get broken down sometimes. You're like, this is going to work, man. I've been there. This is going to work. And then it's really defeating because, you know, you're working so hard all the time. That's her humility. <laughs> the, uh, the also, like, the perseverance and the knocking on the doors and getting it slammed in your face. Like, that's why all that stuff does matter. Because in the beginning, you're just trying to get the opportunity. Mm-hmm. And then once you get the opportunity, you guys still take all those same behaviors. Humility. Mm-hmm. Hard work, persistence, being okay with failure. Those are all things you still have to do when you get the job. People think all that stuff goes away. You're just talking about in your career, right? So another thing that we do on this podcast is about, all right, we're balancing out life too, because we have life happening while we're pushing so hard for our career, right? And it's probably part of the reason maybe that you have such good empathy and you're aware of other people because you were challenged in your life. You talked about being in hospitals early. I read some of that. Um, me too. Like I had, you know, Lyme disease is being on, on the East yeah. coast. I had Lyme disease. Nobody knew what it was. Doctors for eight years, multiple surgeries, like, you know, and I, it ended up being a gift for me, man, because I have such empathy because I know what it's like to struggle in such a extreme way. Um, so, all right. Segment. I got a new segment called the ABCs. Okay. okay so, so the A is what was uh, one of your greatest adversities? The B is how did you bounce back or what helped you bounce back? And the C is how did it change you? Cool. So A, um, I was born with a bilateral cleft lip, which automatically means I need surgery from the day I'm born. I needed corrective jaw surgery twice. I had a hernia. I had a hip surgery. I had braces on for 15 years. I had about 13 surgeries. I had a tumor in my left ear. I can't really hear in my left ear. So those are some of the A's. Every day, anytime I went into surgery, I thought I was going to die. Like, white light, I'm being passed out. I feel like I'm going to die. Thank you, God, for a great life. Goodbye. And so then every time I woke up, it was painful, you know, recovery and process. You know, jaw surgery is no joke. 18 days of no eating, and I did that twice throughout my whole life. That's a lot. And so, like, for me, it's like, cool. If if the human body can get through all that torment and all that, like, pain and all those things, that means the human spirit is strong as hell. And so, like, you must believe in that. You must go for that. I'm a champion of the human spirit because, and that's why, like, again, motivational film, how we heard awesome to me. Will Smith's quotes really hit me because I fucking had to get over it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and then I, I think that stuff really helped me. 
And that's why all that is so deeply rooted in me of like, if I can make this video and one person does something with their life, I literally am done. That's incredible. So the C would be the, how did it change you? would be like, well, it's caused you to want to give, give this gift to others basically, which is. Yeah. And, and you can't, and you can't, you can't make someone experience those things, but you can educate and inspire and go at it from an angle that they might be able to understand. And right now we're such a surface level world. I mean, people are crying that they don't have a Lamborghini. People are crying that they don't have a Rolex. People are, and it's like, you know, we did one trip back, uh, back in, I think, 2017 to Africa. Gary's on the board of Pencils of Promise, a charity that like, helps build schools out in Africa. Yeah, Adam Brown, Adam Brown. Remember, yeah. Incredible, incredible human. Um, yeah. He's on a sports car thread. Um, I, I'm so proud of that kid. Great organization and a great cause. Went to Africa, saw children who literally have literally nothing. Like, if you, like, look around your life, like, that board in the back with Connection is Magic is more than they own. And that's, like, crazy. And they're running around smiling and laughing. And they're washing their hands in the dirtiest water. They have six miles to walk to get fresh water. Fresh water. And it's filled with, like, dirt and disease and bugs and all this stuff. To me, when I came back home and I turned on the tap, and I had water in my cup that was like clear. Mm. That to me, now there's literally nothing to complain about. Now, like you hear somebody like screaming at the Marista, I want an oat milk, not fucking almond milk. I right? was about like twice a day here. Like, you that, you're just like, wow. Like people just don't get it. Like how grateful like to be in life, you know? Uh, that's that, yeah, that was really beautifully said. I think about life all the time of like, how did this person get here to this moment right now? I'm sitting in a coffee shop. I see someone walk up. How did that person get to this moment right now? The amount of billions of different variables that had to happen in their life for me and that person to be in the same room is insane. Wow. Again, try not to judge anybody or, or, or assume where they're coming from in that moment of time. Yeah. And, and again, it comes from like Gary too, of like, if someone leaves a negative comment on your profile, it's because they're going through a hard time. If you're right taking there. the time out of your day to you have negativity, you're going through a hard time. Yeah. And so like, that's where empathy comes in. And that's where like, that person is just going through some shit right now. We're all human here. So how do you deal with your hard days, D-Rap? You know, I'm, I'm getting better. And, it, and I have them often. I'm a very, I'm a uh, Pisces. So I'm very fluid and very up and down and around. You can ask anybody who knows me. Let's talk yeah. about like creative process. Mm-hmm. I think it'll help you understand kind of, there are days where I feel super creative. Mm-hmm. I can bang out a bunch of videos. I can, I feel it. And then there's days like yesterday, where there was not one creative bone in my body. There really like nothing was happening. So what I did was I went over and I started working on email and uh, expenses and all the other bullshit that I have to do anyways in my life. Mm-hmm. So what I've done is in, in moments like that, either I switch completely and go try to work on something else that also needs to be done, but just not in the, in the thing that I wanted to accomplish that day. Or... Try to go for a run or gym or a break and like try to break up the pattern and just come back to it. A lot of times you can just end up do something else and then come back. And that's what I really, really loved about COVID. You know, knock on wood, 
I haven't lost anybody or gone through really bad pain of COVID. And I, I know there's a lot of people that have, so I don't want to come off sensitive. But for me, COVID has been a blessing because I've been able to tap into understanding myself a lot better when I am creative, what I, I can do, giving myself the amount of proper sleep, giving myself the amount of proper fitness and body and mind and health, either refocus, mm-hmm. try to break up the pattern, attach something different, and if none of those three things work, then it's a wash day and it's there's tomorrow, you know? Will you will you let yourself have a wash day? Because we could be have to. hard have on to. ourselves, man. Like, like, all right, so check have this to. out. It's like a double-edged sword. I just I just thought of this recently, right? It's like the drive and the determination and the grit that got us to where we're wanting to go can become a double-edged sword and work against us because now we don't know how to pull back. You see what I mean? I think that yeah. you've got to be able to let yourself pull back. And, and You have to. you got to have empathy for yourself. You know, we're, we're talking about all these good things of having empathy for other people and doing all that stuff. Yeah. you also got to do that for yourself. Self-care and self-love are very important. 100%. Okay, so I have a brother who's a therapist. And he's been on Oprah. He's been on Dr. Oz. And the reason why he's done these things, I think, is because He's very niche. He's doing shoplifting addiction. So yeah. talk about differentiation and, you know, just, I don't know, any anything freestyle that comes to you. Yeah, I, I think it's funny. Um, a lot of social is built off of, like, niche and, like, find your niche, find your groove, find your, find your lane. I think too many people are t- taking that too far. I think people are becoming one-dimensional. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you see a profile, like, you're posting the same stuff over and over again, where I feel like, Gary has excelled is because he loves the Jets, he loves wine, he loves business, he loves NFTs, he loves uh, all the other like different things. I think that is human. And I think that's why I keep saying, have the conversation you want to have. I don't think you need to be niche. I just think you need to um, just talk about the things you want to talk about, not the things that you think will get you likes. Hmm. So be authentic. Authenticity is like, and I don't like, I don't like saying that word just because it gets so overused and overdone, but yeah, in, in the literal term, be authentic. For me, I'm like, man, when I see bad acting, I can feel it nails on a chalkboard to me. Yeah. hundred percent. Honestly, a lot of people are living their life that way. And a lot of times that's because again, we're in flexing mode. We're in, Hey, we need to show off everything that we're doing. Hey, you know, our, we're living a great life and we're only talking about the good. We're not talking about the bad. Like, I think people like you who have podcasts and platforms like this, yeah. it's important to have these conversations, you know? It's very important because that's the way you're going to get breakthrough. And honestly, you can't change the world until you're like good with yourself, you know? 100%. Yeah, it all starts within. And, and, and people are going too like heady, like changing the world is so big. You know, change four people's lives around you by just being a good person and you've already won. You know, I love that. You're able to go from the macro to the micro. I just want to acknowledge you for that because I heard you share in, in prepping for the interview. You talked about if you have 20,000 Instagram fans that you could fill up Madison Square Garden with that. And people are like, I should have 200,000. Yeah, right. Yeah. On that, let's just talk about this. Let's just talk about social media for a second. A lot of people have like 200 to like, Let's just say on average, 200 to maybe 2,000 followers. An average human uses it, socializes, dating, friends, whatever. Mm -hmm. If you took that same person 
and put them in a room with every single one of their followers, they would not say that that is a little amount of people. They would say that that is a lot of people. Like 200 people in a room right now is a lot. And by the way, a lot of people are so vain. You don't need a lot of people. You just need the right people. And this is why I keep saying, have the conversations that you want to have. I'll notice on some posts, I'll lose a handful of followers or followers. And I'm, and I'm like, that's kind of awesome in a way. Like it bothered me at first, but then I'm like, that's great because I'm like chiseling my audience, people that understand what I'm doing. It's a good thing. Yeah. I think, shedding, I think shedding fat and people that don't want to be around you. If you're looking at it as a vanity number, that's where it can hurt your feeling. If you're looking at, that's why I want people to imagine them in the middle of a room with all the people that actually do follow them because that is powerful and it, that is like mind-boggling going back to what we said like uh, the right. comment about the intern i saw an interscope it's like i gotta make copies like i want the dude that wants to be there and is down to work until midnight to be like and that's why and that's why also patience plays a big game in this so many people want that viral moment where they're gonna get 10,000 followers in a second overnight and continue to build the brand faster. What I like about my growth and what I would say about Gary's growth is he put out videos for five years, every day of the week about wine, 30 minutes to an hour long, five years. Then after that, that's when he then started doing the business content, the entrepreneurial content, the motivational content and all this stuff kind of like slowly grab. He didn't have one video that changed his entire career forever. What that does for you is you get to have the audience that you build and grow with. You And again, audience for me equals community to have the conversation I want to have the conversation with. Really well said. If people can just really look at it from a more macro level, you're going to understand people a lot better. And so, yeah, 100%. I think a good segue, which I want to touch on is, is this idea of networking, right? I think that's a really important idea. And, and I'll, I love networking. Dude, I feel like I worry about coming off as cheesy. I know I'm not alone in this. I know so many people. I'm the cheesiest guy in the room. Yes, of course. Right. So can you speak on that? Yeah. Uh, are, you, are we talking virtual, uh, in person? Honestly, it could feel it could feel cheesy both ways, like straight up. Yeah. You, could, you could just hit somebody random. Hey, I'd like to take you to a coffee. It still, you know, it, yeah. yeah. Number number one thing, when it, when you're reaching out to someone in virtual, always provide some sort of value, even if it's a compliment. Doesn't that mean I want to do this for free, or even if it's a compliment? Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. Get to know the person, or you just cold DM them. Like go through, like kind of like prepping for this interview. You went through, you got a little bit of context on me. You have things to say, right? Yeah, yeah. you're able to like drive the conversation you want. Like that's what it is. I would say if you're good at that, which it seems like you are, is you're doing this and it feels great. I would say start with that. Again, back to the lazy thing. Too many people are lazy. Hey, this is what I want. Are you available? You're explaining the majority yeah, of people. Do I get that. coffee DM and meal DM all the time. That, I don't want to do that. I'd rather take a 10-minute call. It's more convenient for me. I don't have the time to go to a restaurant. You know what I mean? It's just like that. I don't want to do that right now. In a room, I'm the most awkward person. But I'll always just like get on my phone or go talk to somebody. Like to me, I'm not great in networking in big events. 
but I will say like, I've gotten a lot better and my confidence has gotten a lot better. I'm, I'm now, Hey, where are you from? What do you do? And I, I honestly learned that a lot, not even from Gary, because how Gary is, is he walks into a room and everybody comes to him. Um, I learned it through my two best friends. They're from Italy, uh, John Powell and Andrea Yena. They're just so unafraid to talk to anybody. That's a cultural thing a little bit, though, I think, right? It's it is, but you can learn from it. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. It seems like it's affected you, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Say, I, I've learned so much from that. And so, like, for me, just being okay with the rejection, mm-hmm. being okay with the pride of, like, okay, cool, that didn't work out. You know, it's like dating, the same thing. You DM 10 different girls, and, like, if they're not feeling it, they're not going to respond. Yeah. And what? You're going to give up on dating? No, you're going to keep going and persisting, right? It's like a baby learning how to walk. You're not going to, you know, you're going to stumble. You're not going to give That's up right. on walking. Yeah. That's right. And sometimes all it is is, like, I'm a very big, like, asking a questions person. Where did you come from? What did you like to do? Where did, you have any siblings? Like, you have, what's your, like, dream job if you had it you know and so like that is another approach you know it's funny one of my favorite things that gary does is oftentimes when we were like going around the city he would like all around the world i mean he would like make sure that we had like a dinner with like 20 executives or like 20 different random people Mm -hmm. every night of wherever we were like dubai la australia we would have like these dinners 20 people small Mm -hmm. Well, we'd all try to have one conversation and Gary would always try to dictate the conversation, obviously. And we'd always, he would always be like, Hey, what's your favorite show on Netflix right now? Go. Hey, do you stream or do you watch TV? Go. Hey, do you, what's your favorite like product right now? And then we would all talk and it would, it would be forced to one conversation. Wow. And I love that. I try to do that with my friends too. Now, um, just to try to like, you want people to feel a sense of connection. And a lot of times everyone's nervous at the dinner table. No one knows what they want to talk about, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So totally. like helping, helping me to bring people. And so people would just like feel more that. comfortable in these micro conversations yeah. normally. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Dude, that's, yep. that's beautiful. The next time I am at a large dinner, I'm going to use that. Even if it's like, I mean, six, seven people. Honestly, that's even better. Gary just wanted to get as many like people as we could, but 20 like pushing the limit. This is perfect. Uh, very intimate. You're going to get to know a lot of details. You make everybody else ask the question that we all answer, you know? I love that. You know, this is an incredible card game. It's uh, based out of LA. We're really not strangers. You know, that's insane. It's, I interviewed the founder of that game. I love that game because it promotes realness. I love that game. Yeah, it, it promotes conversation. Like humans inherently are bad at communication. We're bad because um, we're just shy, and a lot of times we are afraid that people were, were, will reject us. Sure. And like, yeah. and honestly, like sometimes we're just too selfish. Sometimes we don't like want to know or care about anybody else, and so there's also that. That's why I think games like this, like this, is like admit something. Like, go around the table and admit something. That's cool. Like, you can start a conversation. Like, helping people have those conversations is a good way to be a facilitator to help other people, like, level up and grow. Is it, like, kind of like the, the way your Italian friends rubbed off on you, right? It's, like, it's yeah. like that idea. Energy transfer and just, like, oh, wait, I shouldn't be scared to talk about these five things. Everyone's talking about them at the table. Totally. Talk about them. 
Totally. Akin to that is like people can kind of compartmentalize, like they'll be good at one area, but then they're not so good at another area. Like maybe they're killing in their career, but they suck in dating. Like that's always interesting, isn't it? Yeah. It is. Some skills don't transfer over, even if they're the same. And that comes with self-awareness, too. Like, And this is where social media, if you're like a practitioner, you can't post the same thing on LinkedIn as you can on Snapchat. Too many people try to force the same message into different rooms. And so if you think about that, as each platform is a different room or a different TV channel, then you can start understanding different nuances and different ways to communicate. If you're good at communication and you can like break it up and understand that and synthesize that, then you'll understand how these platforms work. Very much like if you're good at networking or work, but you're bad at dating, they're completely two different things. But it's the same skill overlapping, then you can have a better chance of getting there. Again, this is all self-awareness and that's where like, a lot of that stuff comes into play. And sometimes life kicking your ass. I think a lot of people's asses have been kicked in the pandemic. So this definitely bears saying sometimes life kicking your ass can make you so much more self-aware and, 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 and have more empathy. And it could, it could ultimately be a, a positive thing. Yeah. I've had a few blows. Like I've had that, you know, the pandemic definitely was challenging for you. Yeah, well, it was funny. The pandemic was great for me. I, was in an eight-year relationship, nine-year relationship, broke up in January 2020, was really like just wanting time by myself. Me and Gary were in the hot, hot moment of like traveling everywhere. And so like we were traveling and then it became March 16th and the whole world shut down the day before my birthday. And so then I got a whole lot of alone time which was really good for my mental health. I think I needed to really ask myself hard questions. I needed to understand myself. I needed to like really like get a good grasp of who I was. And then I had worked on this. Uh, we, had, we had taken on this project called the All In Challenge with Mike, Michael Rubin and the Fanatics team helping raise like $60 million to help feed the hungry during COVID. And so like literally March 17th, 16th happened. April 11th, we started this project. From April 11th, I worked Sunday through Saturday, 7 a.m. to 2 a.m. until the middle of June. So like every single day, we were like on our computers, wow. Zoom drunk, Zoom like had a bottle of wine to the face. Zoom drunk. <laughs> it was like out of, out of control. It was like just so dramatic. So then June comes around, middle of June. I remember having my first Saturday. I was like, wait, I'm a human. I'm a, and then that's where I was able to kind of slow down a little bit and have like a life. And kind you of, went from a human doing to a human being, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. That's awesome. That's really cool. I like that a lot. Um, and then, you know, I was, I had gotten an electric scooter, like everybody in Manhattan was driving around the city. I was running every day. I was like really in good shape, fell, broke my clavicle, had to go to physical therapy three days a week. Oh. And that really slowed me down. And I think that moment in my life was a very, very, very low moment, but also probably one of the biggest learning experiences ever. You know, I had never really hurt myself. All the past stuff was stuff that I was born with and I had- yeah, It's different. Yeah, 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 yeah. This was like, I hurt myself. And like, it was a battle. I couldn't lift my arm, you know, shout to Danny Shapiro, my physical therapist. Oh. He got me out of a cast in like two weeks. He was insane. It changed my life. Amazing. Incredible, incredible human. He's in Brooklyn. You want to give him a shout out. That moment was a low, 
but I, I took it as a big win because I, I really, really, really come to appreciate my life and appreciate the people in my life and appreciate the moment of like, yeah, I don't need to work right now. Yeah, I don't need to look at my phone all day like I was. Yeah, I don't need, yeah, we need to work hard. So we're still outputting a lot of content. We're still working on the things, but there's a little bit more to life than work. You know? Yeah, 100%. it actually makes you better. See, that's the thing. I think I'm like, I'm worried I'm going to miss something. Or I'm going to lose my edge. My skills won't be as sharp. But the truth is, is by pulling back, you can actually become sharper even. Yeah. So I want to bring it home with this. The, this idea, even like in this, this broken clavicle, for instance, you grew as a, as a person. I'm a big proponent of us growing um, and us evolving. One of the areas I think that people can have a, a challenging time with when it comes to growing is friendships. You know, sometimes people just outgrow friendships. So I don't know. Can you speak to this at all? Maybe. Yeah. Just, yeah. I, I've thought about this a lot. I, I don't really have many friends from like my high school or younger days. And honestly, like, it's not because I outgrew them. It's not any of that. Like, I think it's just different paths. I think friendships come and go. And I think that's the beauty of life. I think to get to know certain people in certain moments of your life, those people are there for a reason. That's how life works kind of thing. Yeah. And it's not a judgment. I want to be clear. Like, it's not like, oh, yeah. I'm better than you. No, no. no, people, no. people can be together for a time and then they just grow differently, right? Yeah. And then the two people... Even my two best friends who I yeah. just talked about, Jampal and Andrea. I, we, I was... I lived four blocks away from Andrea during the pandemic. I was over his apartment every night after like the 12 a.m. finishing of like working wow. on the on I would go over, he would make me dinner, we would drink wine, we would talk. So our friendship completely exploded. John Powell and I were great friends right before the pandemic. We were like hanging out all the time, going out all the time in the city, which was incredible. Um, I lived with John Powell for six months in New Jersey. For a little while, our friendship became brotherhood, and that that was awesome. Now I went through this whole summer. I have a new girlfriend. Went through this whole summer, kind of like pulling myself away a little bit from them, spending more time with the girl. I read this book called Essentialism by Greg McOwen. I highly recommend Amazing it. Amazing book. Okay. Essentialism is all about minimalism, but not like only about your things, but more about like within your life. And so... You know, again, we talked about me experimenting with each other, like with myself a little back, uh, bit back in the interview. I've tested myself around certain people, how I feel. Because there's some time where you're like, around someone, you're like, why am I so mad? Or why am I, why do I feel defensive? Why do I feel like off ease? And then you're around certain people, and they're like, why did you bring me so much happiness? Why does this person make me so happy? Then you're around, why does this person keep forcing me to try to do something I don't want to do? Why do I keep saying yes to things I don't really want to do? Things that will make them happy. I go do it. Ultimately, I become unhappy. So I would always, cool. I'm going to say yes to this person for the third time. And if I'm unhappy again, I mean, I can't do this. I can't do this anymore. And so I did a lot with essentialism this summer. And then there's another book. I forgot his next book was really good. And then Atomic Habits. Really oh yeah, James life. Clear, Atomic Habits. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Like, even me, like, I have like. I'm gonna make you laugh right now, dude. That's have, amazing. Yeah, dude, like, we got this in common. Look at this. Oh, oh yeah, the one ball over. You got, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, and yeah. the book talks about removing friction, right? Whatever, whatever oh. you can do to remove friction and make it easier for your brain to go there is what we want to do. You're very, very good at 
going macro with situations like mm. the comment you made about when you're at a coffee shop and somebody walks in you're like the odds of me and this person being in a coffee shop together at the same time are like billions it. and then you're like you know you got you know twenty thousand fans it's like you could fill up msg and now you know you just said this look at how your body is feeling a little emotions and feelings and look at that from a macro view so kudos to you for having that skill. Cause I think that's, that's probably a huge part of why you've been successful doing what you've done. Just that, I think that skill is, is huge. And maybe people could take that away as like going more macro with things. I appreciate that. And I'm going to read a text that Gary and I kind of were exchanging yesterday. He had told me some like really cool news about my career. And I was like, wow, that's fascinating. Um, and I said, I sent him two hearts and I said, humbled. Thank you. And he said, you are very welcome. And I said, fuck, this patient shit really matters, huh? And he said, more than you know, winky face. And I think that is what a lot of people don't get to experience in their life. There have been so many times I've been asked, why are you still with Gary? Why are you still doing the thing that you're doing? Why don't you just go do it on your own? As you can tell, I feel very hungry, motivated. I want to do a bunch of different things in my life. So a lot of the closest people are asking me that. I just feel like this is a good part of my life and I don't need to rush it. I'm 30 now. I started with him at like 23. I've grown as a dude. I've grown as a man. Um, I see him. He's 45, 46, hungry as ever. Young man still. We've met so many older business, like more mature businessmen and women. And they're still hungry. My mom's 65. She's never really had a career, but she's still hungry. got her passion. If you can have that patience game, really just like be okay with yourself in the moment and understand that like if you're doing the right thing and you feel like you're on the right path, that persistence to like keep going on that path is very hard. There's going to be so many people dragging you away, distracting you. You know, Drake said, distractions will do you in in the truest sense. Like you can get so easily distracted in this world. You become an A&R playlist maker. You are the guy. You continue on that growth. Someone says, hey, why don't you come be my manager? That can deter you from the whole track. You need to have that conversation of what do I really want to do? There are so many distractions that will come in life. And you just got to be able to like narrow your focus, you know? Absolutely. And play it for a while. Like 10 years is not a lot of like of life, really. And if you think about career building and establishing that's just me putting in the rep 23 if i'm 33 by the time i step off or if i'm like now more independent i start a company with gary whatever it is that only took 10 years i'm 33 i'm still young as hell you know absolutely so many people are blocking themselves from the success that they could be having by way of impatience i mean i'm going to humanize it for a second though but when you're working your butt off every day it's hard to stay out of the results that I'm guilty of that, man. I'll be the first to admit it. Success is like taking a small ax and trying to chop down a big tree. Mm-hmm. You're just like constantly taking a small ax. And before you know it, like after seven or 10 or 12 years of this small ax, it's going to chop the tree down and it's just going to fall. And gonna be, it's going to be that moment you had with Gary on the, on the thing where he hit yeah. you with the winky face. Much love, D-Rock. Thank you so much for coming on the show, dude. This has been a real blast for me. What's your handle so, you know, people can kind of follow up on some of Yeah, add D-Rock on Instagram or David Rock NYC on Twitter. I love both of those platforms, so come by and talk. Amazing. Go check them out. Stay inspired. Much love. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, guys, for tuning in. We'll see you next episode. Peace. Thank you so much again for tuning in to today's episode. It really means the world to me. 
If you heard anything relatable that created new awareness for you, please visit our podcast on iTunes and leave a rating or review. This helps build our audience. Please comment, like, and share this episode out with your family, friends, coworkers, or anyone who you feel would benefit from the messages shared in today's episode. I'm really, really grateful for your help in spreading these messages of hope and wisdom. The world is in such great need right now, and your support helps carry the message onward to others who need it. Also, please consider becoming a monthly financial contributor to the podcast. You can do so by visiting connectionismagic.com and clicking on the Patreon link. Patreon is a third-party platform which helps support creators in exchange for exclusive content and offers. You'll be able to get discounted merchandise like comfy hoodies, t-shirts, as well as retreat discounts where we'll have special guest speakers and group activities to connect you with like-minded community members. Again, thank you so much for tuning in, and until next time, please stay connected.